Thanks for joining us. This is the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. We put out weekly messages from Pastor Dom to leave you encouraged and inspired. Check it out. So today's sermon, the title is called Focus. Focus. There's a lot to be said about that word, without a doubt, but we can focus on things good or bad. And a lot of times, you're going to see here as well, we do focus on bad things. We really do. And sometimes it's like almost you can understand. You know, we talked about last week, we talked about some current events, this horrible things taking place in Afghanistan. It's horrible what's taking place. The southern border, it's horrible taking place. We got COVID-19. The whole world is a mess. I mean, Iran, I have a friend here from Iran. Iran is a mess, and people are being persecuted. Christians are being persecuted in these countries. And sometimes that's all we focus in on. But we got to also kind of change focus a little bit. And last week, as we, we talked about, we began to pray for Afghanistan. We pray for these situations. See, we know there's bad things taking place in all these things. But you know what? We know there's innocent people. And you hear the story all the time. Well, there's, um, there's women and children. They're fleeing the country, and they are. But don't forget, there's men as well. There's good men that are fleeing the country. Why are they fleeing the country? <laughs> because their government is, is killing them, basically. So sometimes our focus needs to be a readjusted and say, you know, we ain't got it that bad here. We really don't. You know, some, I know some people who've, who've escaped from these countries without a doubt, but the point really is, is most of us, we don't have a clue. But we can focus on bad things, or we can focus, look what God has done. So I've done some research, and this is basic research, but the research shows that people tend to focus more on the negative. Now, I've started reading all this stuff, and I'm saying, you know, you don't have to be a a rocket surgeon to figure this one out. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to be somebody smart to understand this. But as I'm reading, I'm saying, yeah, this is so accurate. We tend to focus on the negative. We remember traumatic experiences better than positive ones. We can go back and we can think of a certain thing. And man, that that's really can be all-consuming. We can remember an insult better than we can remember a praise. We can have a a friend who may say, hey, Don, looked like you picked up a lot of weight during COVID, didn't you? You know? And I'm like saying, well, you got a lot of nerve, you know, <laughs> slim. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying? And these things can get in your head where you literally go to bed and you're laying in bed and you're having an argument with a person in, their head, in your head. You know what I mean? It's like the nerve of you and all this kind of stuff. But we think about negative things more frequently than positive things. We respond more strongly to negative events than, to, than equally to positive. So we think more on negative. You say something good to me, I say, thank you very much. You say something that's rude, I say, let's go out around back here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll probably lose, but let's go around back. <laughs> Wait for me. If I'm not there in five minutes, start without me. <laughs> but, you know, and here's the thing this study shows, and we all know this. It leads to all sort of wrong, wrong thinking, leads to all sort of unpleasant stuff, including anxiety, stress, fear, depression, and discouragement. And the list can go on, I'm sure. But this is what this study is showing. When, we when we're focusing on the wrong thing, it affects us 
We can see this, it affects us mentally. But I want to tell you, it affects us physically as well. If you're up at night because you're, you're in a bad mood and somebody said something or you're dealing with depression, let me tell you, your immune system's down, you don't get sleep, you're grumpy, and everybody around it knows you're grumpy, you make other people miserable. So there's, a, there's something important about here, about what are we focusing in on. So I want to say this. The more we meditate on bad things, the more we meditate on problems, the problem gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So let me encourage you. Meditate, focus on God. Continue to focus on God, and he'll get bigger and bigger in your life, without a doubt. It's how we choose to, choose to think. The Bible tells us that take every thought captive. We have control of our thoughts. We have control of our thoughts. Now, we can let them run rampant in our mind, or we can take them captive and put them in, in jail in your mind, so to speak. So instead of having that problem having you, you have that problem, and you're controlling that problem. Many times, our problems are controlling us. You know, I'll say this. Life has many demands. There is so many demands out there that they become distractions to a certain degree. Now, let me say a disclaimer here. I'm not saying that we're, we, we have responsibilities. We got, have, we got responsibilities. Bills, family, you know, taking care of situations. We have, and I'm not, I'm not kind of overlooking that. We have that. But we also need to be staying focused in on God. You'll see why here in a minute when we get some scripture going. But whether you look at it globally, okay, we can look at it globally with the with the, uh, what's going on in the world, all throughout the world. We can look at it locally. I'm telling you, even, it's like, I'm, I'm, sometimes my mind is, I don't understand. I'll say this, what in the world's going on? What is going on? I, I got something, and I actually got it on my phone. I didn't copy it down, but let me just read something that, um, that I actually read this morning. Lisa was telling me about it yesterday. Harvard University, original, originally a seminary, training ministers with the motto, Truth for Christ and the Church. Did you know that about Harvard? Some of these universities are really, uh, they started out good. But man, they lost focus. And the, and the article goes on, has a new chief chaplain, and he's an atheist. This is like crazy. How, do, how does this happen? And then I go down here in a little bit. Let me see what he says here. Here's what the guy said, the new atheist chaplain. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I, you can't make this stuff up. We don't, here's what he said. We don't look to God. We don't look to a God for answers. We are each other's answer. This is like stupid stuff. You know, it's just outright stupid. And I'm going to tell you, I'm glad I didn't go to Harvard. I'm glad I didn't go to Harvard. I don't know how to, you know. <laughs> okay. But seriously, what is going on in this world? You know, this stuff is just, it's, it's just crazy, and things are just focused in the wrong way. So I say this, whether it's, it's international, however you want to look at it, global or personal, let's bring it down to the personal level. You know, it can really adjust our focus. It can really mess with our focus when we're looking at the wrong things, without a doubt. So I want to say this. 
I wish I could say this. Let me put it to you this way. I'm going to say it, but it's going to be a wrong statement. I wish I can say, hey, when you become a Christian and you have a real relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Your health's going to be fine. Your marriage is going to be fine. Your finances are going to be fine. All this will be fine if you really give your heart to God. I wish I could say that with truth, but it's, it would be a lie if I said that because the Bible says otherwise. In John 16, 33, here's what the word says. These things I have spoken to you, Jesus is speaking, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Be of good, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay, let's just look at this here for a minute. What are we focusing on? In this world, we're going to have tribulations. Wow, okay, Jesus is warning us. He's telling us that. And you can focus on that and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going through it. I'm going through these trials. I'm going through these tribulations. But if you really look at it, Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So that's where our focus needs to be. doesn't need to be on the problem. Though we have the problem, and we're not ruling out the problem. But as scripture says, we need to focus in on God. We see it here in Colossians uh, chapter 3, chapter 3, verse 2 in Colossians. Look what it says here. Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. Now, again, this is not saying don't worry about life. Don't worry about bills. And it's not saying that. It's just saying stay, get focused on God. Make sure you get focused on God. It'll be a big help in your life. Be a big help if you can stay focused in on God. Isaiah 26 puts it this way here. You will keep him in perfect peace. God will keep us in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, on him, because he trusts in you. So God is saying, look, if you stay focused on God, yeah, you're going to have these situations. You're going to have these things without a doubt, but he'll still give you this peace. He'll give you this peace through this tribulation in these times of tough times. He'll give you peace no matter what storm you're going through. Take this word, this, this Bible, these Bibles, what God has wrote here, it's really for each and every one of us. And it's, a, it's not just a, um, a book that you keep on your shelf. It's a book to live by, and it'll teach you different things of life. So what else? What's the next step? We see in Matthew 6, Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What is God saying? Seek him first. That's your, that's your biggest focus in life. It's not neglecting everything else, but seeking God first in everything you do, every decision you make. Think about it. Be, be talking to God about it. You got decisions. You got plans. Just keep talking to God about it. I have to tell you, sometimes life just isn't easy. It's just not easy. And as humans, we default if you will, we default to the negative. We default to the bad situation. We default to what if this and what if that. That's just the way we are, we're wired. That's what I call it. That's what it's called the sinful nature. You know, start it with Adam and Eve, if you will. And it's handed down to every single person, of course, except Jesus. But every single person has this sinful influence. And this is why we default to sin. So keep in thought of the paths, keep in thought of the decisions that we're making. I want to move on to another segment here. 
I'm watching the clock, so don't worry. Okay? I've seen somebody just walk out. I think it was my son, too. <laughs> he knows me. <laughs> but here's the thing. In our decisions that we make, what we're focusing on leads us to one of two paths. One of two paths in life. We've been talking about this a couple weeks ago and kind of throughout a couple sermons. But Jesus is very clear. And make no mistake about this. There's two paths after death. One going to heaven and one going to hell. I'm just being real blunt. The path is decided right here while we're on earth. When we leave this planet, when we leave this life, our destination has already been decided. All bets are off the table. And I say this, I say this from the bottom of my heart. I, I mean, I have to do a count, but I think the past, what are we in, seven months now, eight months? The past eight months of being a pastor for 20 years, I've done more sermons, I mean, there's more funerals in that seven, eight months than I've done in any eight months put together, a stretch. And it's like, these, these deaths aren't planned. <laughs> Death is not planned. And people are dying. It's like, man, I got to make sure I'm preaching a message here, but you got to make sure that you're on the right path. You're on one either going to heaven or you're on one going to hell. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Now, I'm going to give you a test here, and I'm going to ask you to answer it in your head because I don't want to hear your answer. But I'm going to tell you, I want to tell you if you're on the right path. If I came to you and I said to you, are you going to heaven when you die? Process this. Not answer me, but just process. What would you say to me? Let me give you a couple answers that are wrong. So I'm going to say it again. If I ask you, are you going to heaven when you die? If you say, I hope so, you're not going to heaven. If you say, I'm a good person, you're not going to heaven. If you say that I go to church, that's not going to get you to heaven. You're on the wrong path. The Bible is very clear on that. You can be the best person in the whole wide world. You can say, you know, I sin a little bit, but God understands. No, it doesn't matter. You're, you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. And decision time is happening right now. I'm throwing it out there. You got to focus on something here. Are you focusing on the wrong thing? Now, what is the right way? What's the right answer? Let's keep going here. Let's go to scripture. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus says this. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, we see that. That's very clear. It's very obvious. Jesus says it's a narrow path. Jesus said it's not easy. You know, it's a, it's a change of life because we're programmed in that sinful nature to go south. And if we don't do anything, if we don't make a decision, that is a decision. You accept Christ, and if you don't accept him, you didn't accept him. This is serious business here because tomorrow your life is not guaranteed. Today your life isn't guaranteed. Your next breath isn't guaranteed. But eternity is if you know, believe the word of God. If you don't believe the Bible, well, I don't think you would be here if you didn't believe the Bible. You're here because you believe in the Bible, you believe God. But you know what? It's a point where we got we to gotta focus in on making sure we're right with God. I can read an auto manual on a 
car. But you know what? If I'm not doing it, it's no good just knowing about it. See, God changes your life when you accept him as his Lord and Savior. I want to read a quick story out of, out of um, Matthew 14, talking about decisions, talking about distractions, talking about things of life that just sometimes takes our focus off of the main thing. And that's, a, that's such a critical thing. We can get so easily out of focus. We could just, you know, our mind can just wander somewhere and just change gears real quick. But this is the story of Jesus walking on the sea, the Sea of Galilee. And when he comes to approach the apostles all in the boat, and I think you know the story of Peter walking on the water. But I just want to highlight a couple things. Now, on the fourth watch, as around 3 to 6 a.m. in the morning of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Now, I want to say something here. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. I don't want to say these guys really messed up here. You know, it was Jesus. If, it, if I was in a, in a dark water ocean and I seen a silhouette coming, I would be shaking in my boots. I would be shaking in my bathing suit or whatever. I just, I would be a mess. And I think you would as well. So let's keep going. But immediately, immediately, look at this. Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. Let me say something here real quick. And I'm not really sure. I haven't studied this enough. But if you notice this question that Peter asked, there was only one answer that he was given, that he was given Jesus the opportunity to answer. He didn't say, are you Jesus? You know, he would have said yes or no. He says, if you are Jesus, tell me to come. Just tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. So what does Peter do? He gets out of the boat. And when, when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. Interesting point. I mean, Jesus is the first person I think walked on water. I don't think nobody else walked on water at all, documented in the Bible. Now Peter's the second guy who walked on water. You can say some, some good things there about that. But anyway, let me keep going. He walked on water to go to Jesus. So he's focused in on Jesus. He was walking on water. Just think about that. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. What happened? He got distracted. The cares of this world, he got distracted and he started sinking. He had his eyes on Jesus. He was focusing on Jesus and he was walking on water. He was obedient and everything else. But all of a sudden he got a distraction and he got away from God. He walked away from God or looked away, I should say. So this is why it's so important is to stay focused in on the Lord. Now let's keep going here. We're going to wind down here in a minute. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. What happened there again? He lost focus. He got distracted. And I want to say this here. Don't lose focus of God. In a moment, 
I'm going to ask anybody who wants prayer to come up to the prayer team. The prayer team's over here and over there. You see the little signs on the wall. And if you're not right with God, I want to say this. Don't leave this place until you're right with God. If you're doubting and you're not sure, come to the prayer team. Let the prayer team pray with you. This is the first thing. This is the most important thing that you will ever do in your life without a doubt. And don't be ashamed of it. Don't get distracted. Don't look the other way. Oh, what's this person thinking of me? What's this person? Get up and just get some prayer. Most of the times, I'll be honest with you, I do a blanket prayer and I get us all to join in a prayer, you know, but I just felt like the Lord telling me earlier not to do it that way. I went to this scripture here in Matthew 10, verse uh, 32 and 33. Therefore, whoever confesses me, this is Jesus talking, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before, before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Interesting point here. Interesting point. Many people have a pride problem. I'm not going up there. I don't want people to see me praying or getting prayer. I'm, I got a good life going on. Everything's fine. Let me say something here. Dads, if you're not sure about your family, you drag them up today. Because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today, not tomorrow. Why, is it, why doesn't it say tomorrow? It says today is the day of salvation. Because tomorrow is not guaranteed. This is serious business here because if you believe in the Word of God, you can understand it. Why God talks about, if you remember last week, God, we talked about hell. And we talked a lot about hell. And it's even said that Jesus talked more about hell than heaven. Why is that? Because he's warning people. He's warning each and every one of us. We can't go from this world and, and go before God and say, well, I didn't know God. I didn't know this. I didn't, you know, I just, I was a good person. That's not what the Bible says. You want to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus is again speaking. And he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him, dine with him, and he with me. We can stand at this time. Do you understand what God is saying? He's knocking at the door of your life. Don't play games with it. This is serious. Don't be afraid of it. Don't, don't get freaked out about it. This is just a word from the Lord. It's coming from the word of God. Not making this up. It's not about Perry Hall Family Worship Center. It's about how much God truly loves you. He really, really loves you. We can't understand that sometimes. And a matter of fact, John 3:16 puts it this way. For God so loved the world, and I'd like to say it this way, for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What is this perish? Separation from God for eternity. What is believe? It's investing, it's putting your whole life into it. It's not just being a churchgoer and thinking that's good enough because that won't do it. That won't do it. It's a commitment. Let me tell you, the road's narrow. It's not easy. But this is where we get our peace from, and this is the peace we have knowing eternity that we'll be spending time with God. Let's pray.
Father God, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for each person here today. Lord, I pray a blessing to be upon them. Lord, I pray if anyone here doesn't know you, Lord, shake them right now. Shake and wake them, Lord. Father, I pray that they don't be ashamed to get prayer, that they don't hold back. But Lord, they stay focused in on, they want more of you. They want a relationship with you because that's the most important thing a person will do in their lives. Lord, again, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the food and drink here for lunch. Bless it. Bless our conversation. But Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this time. And we thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Thanks for checking out the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. We hope you leave this feeling encouraged, inspired, and a little bit closer to God. If you like what you saw here, leave us a like, a comment. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, you can send us an email at connect at perryhall.life.